I think we we hone in our skills to use it for a better reason. That that's kind of the philosophy I go after. Is like、um, I want to be just as good as、um, I don't know guy from Hollywood. Oh, I want to set the standards just as high.、But、there's always been that、um, it's like Christian films are cheesy, but then the Hollywood not anymore though. Not anymore. Like, They're like, getting so better. Yes, absolutely. But I I, I want to get in that bandwagon of like doing things. To the best of just because we're Christian doesn't mean we have to do a bad job. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to like get just as good as. And、yeah. so, if that means using better technology or learning things and、uh, incorporating that in your workflow, then so be it. That's part of what you'll hear in this episode of the Leadership Room with Amos Barnabas, a professional videographer. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just learning nah, as we go. You're doing great, dude. It's a good start, honestly. <laughs> Thanks. Building a media company, I like. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just grinding it out. I know this is. I know, like, I'm glad to have you with me because we can talk about these things. I think you're excited about it, like I am. I、yes. think you're seeing it. Yeah. The the need for content and everything going on in that space, and how you can create this valuable content, repurpose it. I get made fun of a lot by people that don't understand what I'm doing. They're like, "Oh, you know, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, nerd and all this stuff." Yeah. You're my, my friends. It's just really the friends that are like. They、yeah. they just think it's funny that I'm doing this, but they also like they're they're happy for me. Absolutely, yeah, and that's what we're trying to do too. At, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what. This so I've、goes. got I've got Amos Barnabas, become a friend of mine, video entrepreneur, immigrant, Indian immigrant to America, went to college in Missouri. We met him through the Missouri Governor Student Leadership Forum. Really glad he's sitting here with me to just have a conversation about media. Because this、Absolutely. is what I'm doing.、Yeah. This is kind of ad lib too. We didn't. I wasn't like I'm. I'm scheduling these people that some of them are telling me no. I'm not going to do it because I'm not a big enough deal yet. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not. I'm not getting that necessarily, but I'm getting but, someone. Say,、yeah, yeah. like, hey,、uh, let's let's wait till we see what you can do. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm glad you're sitting. And they're going to be calling you soon. <laughs> yeah. We'll like, we'll see. That podcast. Hey, I just saw the Amos Barnabas <laughs> one, and that dude is killer. No. 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 <laughs> I love it. So you know, talking about your story, we'll get into that in, in a second. But、yeah. you know, your background in, in tech and videography and drone footage and this, the fun stuff you're doing. I, I you know, I want to talk about what you think the future is on technology. But this podcast, the the leadership room, is really about the intersection of faith, leadership, and business. And so、mm-hmm. I really want to get your perspective as as kind of a new professional in those spaces. So let's start with your story. You're an Indian Indian immigrant. You've been in America for how long? You know, kind of go through go through that. Yeah, yeah.、Um, so、um, I think I came here as an exchange student about、uh, I don't know I don't know I don't I don't know the math.、Uh, 2016 is when I got here.、Um, so since then I、uh, I went to school here for a year, finished my exchange program, and then went back to India,、um, finished my high school to get here for college.、Um, so. Yeah, you know,、uh, when I was here, I met this amazing family, the Lookmeyers, and、um, they just kind of took me in. I I came in as a exchange student who didn't have a family to host him, so、um, like, so I, I had to find a family that would host me for the rest of the program,、um, and、uh, and I was just lucky enough to find them, and、um, it was so random how I met him,、um, and then、uh, they took me in, and you know, I've been living with them. Since then, so I've just known、yeah. him for that long.、Yeah. And 
and you went to College of the Ozarks. Tell I me did. about that experience, you know, yes. being in, in the heart of rural Missouri. Yeah. Going to college. People say, like, how do you find <laughs> Missouri? <laughs> you know, it's like Central America. But um, yeah, I, I, so when I went to school here at Calvary Lutheran, I um, people knew about College of the Ozarks. And, um, you know, they kind of knew that I wanted to go there, like come to the United States for college. So they're like, okay, that might be a great place because you don't have to really pay for your tuition. Um, so um, so I, my my host mom took me down there and uh, we toured the college. And then um, I met with the, a lady at the admissions office and she really liked me. She wanted me. Um, so um, I, I think I got accepted then. But then the process was like two years long, right? Um, so I had to finish my co- uh, school and then um, put in the paperwork for visa. So currently I'm on my student visa right now. And it's just an extension of the student visa. So you were working through this while you were in India? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I toured the college, went back to India because my program had en- ended. And then um, so all of my paperwork process was in India. And then I did that. Um, did some wrong stuff like the I messed up my paperwork, so I had to wait another semester because I messed it up. So uh, it's on me. Um, but anyways, finally was able to come, um, and then um, I'm here in in my student visa, and then I'm going back to college now. Yeah. So, um, so so you know you you've missed you've been away from your family for for like these chunks of years at a time. Like how how is that for you being away from family so much? You know, I, I never, so when I was young, um, I would never leave sight of my mom. Um, that's how close I was. And then, um, as I got older, you know, I, you know, I was like, okay, I don't care anymore. So it didn't really bother me when I live in India, coming here. And then the, like a lot of people that did the exchange program were like homesick most of the time. And I was like, I'm doing great. <laughs> and I've talked to him now and then, um, but yeah, so it didn't bother me. I went back to India. Can't wait to get out. And I got out of India and then been here. But then lately, I've you know I've been I talked to them, but it's just you know it's been five years since I've seen them, and I'm like starting to miss. It's like uh, it's just not the same. You know, talk to them on the phone, and um, it, it's different. You know, so I, I'd I'd love to see them again soon. So, but yeah, yeah, I. I I, now I'm realizing, like, I'm really not that tough. I thought I was tough, but it's like, I'd miss them a lot. So. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot to adapt to. And, you, you know, you're building a career for yourself, too. Absolutely. Yeah, professional yeah. Going through college. Now you're right. going to a master's program mm-hmm. here locally um, at Lincoln University. And so talk to me about that. Like, how do you get professionally into the space of tech and video, videography, right. photography, yeah, yeah. drone footage, stuff like this? Yeah. Um, you know, it's always been a photography. Photography was my passion, and then um, when I went to college, kind of turned it into videography. Um, and then, uh, like I told you before, I just love doing what weddings. So I, I watched tutor- tutorials on that and stuff like that. And um, I think I'm more in um, love with uh, like the art of doing it. It's like it's like handling the gear. You know, getting your shutter speed, all that camera settings right. It's more like production that I'm really involved, and um, 
and love doing than the post-production, the editing and stuff like that. So, um, but just, I just love doing the stuff like flying the drone and things like that. It's just, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like you're playing with expensive toys. You know, yeah. the, the guys yeah. are you know, attracted to that stuff. So I think uh, I'm one of them. So I just love, love um, setting up cameras and filming and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that. I love it because this is, you know, we've talked to, I don't know how, many, yeah, yeah. how much, you know, in the short amount of time that we've known each other, we've kind of fanboyed over technology and what's Absolutely. going on in yeah, technology, yeah. but it's a lot of fun and, and some partnerships that we're creating actually to, right. to work together on yeah. some, uh, on some of the stuff as I build a media company, you help me think about how to get that off the ground. I appreciate it. Yeah. But that's, so tell me, tell me a little bit about your faith journey. You know, you come from a very different world mm -hmm. than America. Like, tell me a little bit about that and what, you know, yeah. what that looks like now, what it looked like when you, you were in America, you moved to America and you started learning the language and right. yeah, you know, yeah. how, how does all that look and how does that shape out? Yeah. Um, it's definitely a big learning and I'm still learning. And I think, you know, we never stop learning about our faith. Uh, but, um, I, Oddly enough, even though I'm from India, I grew up in a Christian family in a Christian environment. Um, South India is heavily Christian population. Um, and then the northern you go, the more Hindu populations you see. So, um, so I'm from South India. Um, and then, um, so grew up in a Christian family, um, knew all the Bible stories. And, you know, it's like, almost, you could say, like, I grew up in the church, you know. So, um, yeah, so, like when I was a kid, like whatever excited me, like the gospel and all that stuff, like it's just so old that, you know, when, when you hear it again, it just doesn't have the same effect as when you were a kid or when you hear it for the first time. So, you know, I kind of got gone through my period of like, you know, just like hitting rock bottom at my faith. It's like, oh yeah, it's there, the gospel. Yeah, I know. It's like all head knowledge, but it doesn't make any difference, you know. Um, until I got here, actually, I used to kind of jump between like pastors that I listened to. Um, and then, um, I don't know, they were all kind of, I felt like most of them were like, especially in, uh, India, the doctrines were like work-based or fear-based. So you do this and you get that. And it, which makes sense because, uh, in a Hindu culture, you know, you, you, you attain your goodness, like you do good stuff to be rewarded. Um, by the gods and stuff like that so you know coming from that culture makes sense that you know that's how they see the christianity um but up until like like you know um in my college days that's when i started reading some really good books like tim keller and uh, c.s lewis to a certain extent some of the stuff i don't like um the english was like super high like um who is it I think it's asking it's like some of this stuff, like their intellectual level and the English is so high that I can't even understand. Well, that's the case for me. Like C.S. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lewis, like it's, it's he's like, really hard to get through. Right, right. It's yeah. A little bit of old English. Exactly. And also very intelligent, yeah, which you, is like not wheelhouse stuff. It me. is crazy. Um, but I, like I said, I went to the Christian college, so they made us read all these books. And I'm yeah. so thankful for it because if it wasn't for it, I wouldn't have never, you know, heard this new uh i mean it's not new gospel it's just a uh different you know i've never heard gospel explanations like c.s lewis or tim keller right and yeah i think um since i've started listening to tim keller i'm i mean that man is amazing yeah like, it's not hard it, he makes it really simple to understand 
Um, so I think like in every time I listen to his sermons, I'm like, man, I never thought it's like new perspective on the gospel. Um, so yeah, it really took a hold of me. And, and I, now I'm like, I, I definitely see life differently, you know, sin differently and things like that. So, um, there's that maturity, but I don't know if, you, if that's what you're looking yeah, for. No, yeah, the, the the story behind it, you know, where where has God shown up? Because you've done, you've made some huge leaps in your life. Right, you know, right. most people, yeah. most people your age, what what do you? I, I don't want to get twenty you're 20, 20, 25. You're twenty five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're not old. Yeah, at all. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I feel like old. Well, you're not. Um, I'm in my forties, and that's oh, a long okay. Way away. But it happens quick. Like yeah. I remember when I was twenty five. I was like, look at those old forty year olds. That's crazy. Now I'm yeah. one of those. Yeah. But the the reality is that you've been through a lot compared mm-hmm. to what most people go through. Like the, the risk you've taken, the, the steps right, right. of faith you've taken, yeah. like I would never go to India, you know, <laughs> and like spend the a good chunk of my formidable years right, right, away yeah. from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and not because it's India, just because I wouldn't have the fortitude to be like, to I'm leave leaving family my family or, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. not be uh, away from that. Yeah. Um, so to, like, where's, where have you seen faith show up in big ways that like a st- stories that you lean on that you're, you're yeah, like, this really mattered to me. Yeah, I mean, um, that's a really good question. I think, um, so it's like, it's like how God is so consistent and constant in your life, even though like you may go out of touch with Him, like you're the one that's wavering, but He's always there. It's like that's kind of the um story with my life, like God's always been there for me, you know. Um, like whether I understood the gospel right or not, like he's always there and he's doing the same work. But then now we, you know, now I I look back, I'm like, wow, I really didn't know what I was doing back then, <laughs> but he still helped me, you know? So I was like, um, yeah. And my understanding just changed and um, matured. Then I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Because I used to be like very materialistic, like God, do this for me and I'll do anything for you. It's like, so like to come here is like one of my greatest desires. Right. So I was like, man, just take like me. as a, as a kid, as a kid, I'm like, take me to the U S why? Um, so I don't know. I've, I've watched a lot of, uh, um, Hollywood films and I'm like, I want to go there. So Missouri was the target. <laughs> well, like, Hollywood didn't show Missouri. <laughs> it's more like New York, Texas. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. Uh, it's just a desire. It's like, I want to leave India. I just want to explore. And I really wanted to, you know, leave my hometown and then just explore some. Um, and then I was like, and this was my, you know, the end goal. Like I had nothing else, you know, you, you come to the United States, that's all. And nothing else mattered. I didn't know what I was going to do once I get here and all that stuff. Um, but this was like end goal. And, and now I'm looking back. It's like, that's so stupid. <laughs> Why would that be? Um, but even with that, that's just so like simple and you know very worldly or materialistic but even with that like i see god's faithfulness like you know it's like you know he obviously he brought me here like there's no way i did it all, all on my own and then um so there's that one example but um and that's like a in a material way but then in spirituality as well like he's he's you know he's he's always there and um like feeding you know, new understanding, you know, just, just reaching out, even though you're like sleepy or spiritually, you know, dull, he's always like trying to wake you up. And then it's like, you know, coming to you instead of waiting for us to go to them, yeah. go to him. So he's just always been so close. And 
um, like the story of like, you know, look at the birds, you know, they don't worry about what they're going to eat. And like, that is so true in my life. Like, you know, he's the father and he takes care of all of my needs so far. And I know that he will forever. So, um, yeah, I, I've worried, I've worried a lot. Um, lately I've been like, I'm just not going to worry about it. Like he's taken me this far and whatever it is in the future, I'm like all good. Yeah. yeah. We're on the same wavelength. Cause you know, I, I left my comfortable job and you know, it's, it's right. different. I mean, I've certainly totally different scenarios, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. With different things, but that uncomfort, that discomfort with, mm-hmm. with taking leaps of faith, absolutely and doing, yeah, yeah. doing big things is certainly something where we rely on something yeah. bigger than us to help us know that like, like the worst is not the worst because Absolutely, we're, yeah. we're covered mm-hmm. we're, we're taken care of we're, we're yeah. provided for yeah it's a it's a big deal tell me but like the, what's the hardest thing you experienced oh over the thing. years maybe the last several years school, school. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we were talking about yeah your master's degree probably you don't want to write papers like, yeah, yeah that's the worst I hated school. can you just get like chat gpt to write your papers now i wish i could <laughs> can you i don't know you have to ask i'm gonna, gonna do some thing. research That'd be awesome. Surely they could help you. Yeah. <laughs> help. Yeah. It's not coming from me. I am not encouraging whatever illegal behavior this right, is. Right, right. Mostly, um, don't tell them. Yeah, we won't show them this part. <laughs> no. Um, hardest thing. I don't know, man. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I think uh, I've been, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. I, I think I've been blessed to uh not experience some of the hard stuff but i mean really how you define it right um the hardest thing i might have experienced is probably not the hardest thing for other people or you know it's kind of relative but um i don't know um i think there have been moments where like i felt like i don't remember why um but i definitely remember the times that i felt hopeless you know um and when you're in there it's like it's like you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel it's like dark um but again when you come out of it and you look back it's like that's so silly what was what was i feeling that way when you come out it's like i would go back in there and feel now i'll feel comfortable being in there you know what i mean so, but I don't remember like a actual situation that made me feel that way. So, just like, um, tell me about your transition. Like, you, you know, you yeah, come yeah. to a different country. Yeah, yeah. Come to Missouri. Middle, yeah. You know, middle of the country. Yeah. Very different than the coast. Very different than the Hollywood movies. Absolutely. Like, how was that transition? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And yeah. did you speak English? Did you learn English at a young age? Or I didn't. Were... didn't. Um, you had some background before, so you weren't yeah, totally yeah. learning from scratch. No, I wasn't. Know? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> I was a really bad student. (laughs) So my dad put me in the best schools possible for me to learn English. And, you know, it's, it's, so India has a really class issue things. So, um, you, you know, you have to have a good job. You you know how to have, you know, you know how to speak good English and, um, you have to have a good appearance. Then you're like one of the respected ones, you know? Um, so my dad grew up poor. Um, he really worked hard all of his life. And so he wanted to set us up well, you know, with the class system. That's all. That's how he thinks, you know. Um, so anyways, he sent me to the one of the best schools, expensive school. We can't afford it. But he would send me there, you know, work hard for it and stuff like that. Um, I, at the time, I didn't quite understand the value of it. Um, so 
you know, crazy. Um, I wasn't, a, I was not a good student, didn't do my homework, didn't learn, um, all that stuff. But, um, did that just drive him like nuts? Like, was he upset with you he for was, not giving the effort because he was, yeah, putting everything he was a tough time. man. Like, he, he wouldn't show, like, the way he shows love is by providing for you, like, mm-hmm. the best yeah. of everything, you know, just, um, top of the class. Um, but then he expects something in return for his hard work. So that he was disappointed in me. Um, but, and then eventually he was like, okay, I put you in the best school. I failed the class basically the year I failed the year. So I had to repeat it. And he was like, okay, you're going to repeat this, but I'm taking you off this high school thing. I'm not going to pay for any of that stuff. So then he put me in the public school. Um, and then I don't know, it's just the fact that I've been there so long, I just picked up English, even though, you know, I wasn't a great student. I just picked up English, um, as good as an Indian person can at that time, you know, um, my accent is still there. I fully can't really speak, but I can understand and communicate pretty, pretty well. Um, so I go to this public school and then he's like, wow. And I'd really thrive in the public school because I'm like the teacher's pet or whatever. Um, so still bad at academy, um, but, um, you know, but I do other stuff, right? Uh, whatever it is. So then he's like, okay, maybe I should put him in a better school. So he takes me out and puts me in another really good school. Um, that's where I get the opportunity to come to the United States. Um, and like I said, it's always been my dream. But uh, coming here, though, I was tired. Like the first day, I remember, um, I landed and I couldn't talk to anybody. How old were you? Uh, I was like 17, I believe, at the time. Um, And I came here, um, couldn't communicate to anybody uh, because it's a lot of thinking to make a sentence out right you know so um i was doing that for a while and then got tired really fast so i'd just go to sleep like we're driving i never fall asleep in the car but until like like when i got here i was like yeah like car rides put me to sleep yeah you and my, <laughs> so, you and my wife <laughs> yeah so um um yeah and, and i was like they understood the host people like the ones that hosted me took me around they understood um so it took me like three months. <clears throat> for me to reply to people and talk normally. So for the first three months, I would just listen, take it in, but wasn't able to like really give you a reply fast or um, normal. It's like, it take me a long time to think of that stuff. And, and then over time, after that three months had gone, I was like, then I started... So then I realized the problem was I was thinking in my language, which is Tamil, and then translating it to English and then talking. But then over that three months period, I started to think in English um, and that was easier, you know, so like I don't have to do any translation like it's already there. Um, so even though I knew some English, majority and really most of it uh, is um, I learned it here, you know. That's yeah. that's how I learned. I'd imagine practicing it, you know, yeah. being forced into it. It's like a real, exactly. a real tester, or yeah, yeah. like a real growth yeah. mechanism for. Yeah, and I had a really, uh, I had a love for English. Like I wanted to learn uh, English. And again, some of it is motivated by the class system in India. It's like, oh, if you know how to speak English, you're you're awesome. Like people respect you, blah blah. Um, so some of it is fueled by that. 
Um, but at the same time, like, I thought I was pretty good at English in my own language. Now, not talking, but as far as writing and reading goes, I was pretty good at, uh, I was actually better at English than my own language. So right now, I can't even read and write Tamil, which is kind of silly. It wouldn't like, take that long for you probably to get back into it. I never right? got it, even as a kid. I, that's why I was such a bad student. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I still don't have it. Uh, but um, I hope, you know, if I have kids, I hope my kids do well. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not no, going to teach them. You'll get there. Yeah, so that's how, you know, it took me a while to get it. Um, it helped that I was here living full time, yeah. and that helped. And But it was hard. Yeah, I bet. But not the hardest thing. So yeah. tell me about leadership. Like, you know, the center is intersection of faith and leadership. Like, yeah. Who were leaders that stood out, mentored you? You know, you had your host family that really, you know, they've loved you for, mm -hmm. for years and, um, you know, have, have helped create some opportunities for you. Like, tell me a bit about leadership and what you think of, of like what stands out to you and your experience. Yeah. Um, that's a, I mean, I've, I've witnessed, um, both good and bad, um, qualities of leadership. Um, over over the years um but i think the ones that stand out to me is um like the act of selfless steadfastness um and love you know i you know when i when i think about good leaders i haven't been in the corporate world yet but um but when it comes to just your everyday leaders that you see like whether it's your dad or mom or um people that just rightly above you um they're there obviously they have other responsibilities but uh, what i've seen is like they're there you know caring for other people not for just for themselves and i think that's what makes a good leader is that it, you know it's it's more than just the responsibilities of a leader but it's more more than that it's like caring for in and that's what makes it a, a christian leader um because it's easy to be just, you know, I'm really good at this responsibility. I can do it. And yeah, sure, that's leadership. But what makes it a good Christian leader is like going that extra mile, like following the example of Jesus, yeah. you know. It's really, it's really neat. I've talked about this over and over now in the podcast because uh, it just used the person of Jesus as an example, example for yeah, leadership, yeah, you know, yeah. and and he was influential, the most influential person ever walked for a reason. It's like, so right. what do you learn from that? What do you, as a leader myself mm -hmm. in, in the legislature and in life and like, what do you take from that? How do you, how do you become the reason you become more like Jesus isn't just because you want to get to heaven or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like yeah, there yeah, are principles in there that, yeah. that you learn in your life and in your community and your, who the people you have an impact on right. that stand the test of time. Because mm -hmm. the most influential person that ever walked gave us the example, you know? Right. And so you have to, at least in my opinion, what I've tried to do is just try to try in moments, it, it, although I fail constantly, Absolutely. Like to re replicate yeah. that yeah. effort to show people you care about them, you know, yes. go the extra mile to, to take care of people. Um, and I'm not, again, not great at this and I'm pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, um, can be pretty bad at it at moments for sure. But the person of Jesus, you know, like what example do you give us? And that and that makes us and I think leadership is basically influence. Like absolutely. Yeah. It's not just being at the front and being the loud guy and saying, Hey, look at me and I can mm -hmm. do this and if you follow me, you know, we'll do great things. It's influencing. It's being able to influence. Like so I I care about you and I um you know, I serve you. You're gonna be more apt to wanna um 
be influenced by my thoughts or my right. actions yeah, or yeah. my vision or my mission. Right. And those are crucial points to who Jesus was as a person is mm -hmm. it was his care for people that really put them right. over the edge that made him influential, made, you know, made his disciples go out and like die horrible deaths mm -hmm. because they followed this man. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just wild. Um, yeah. And that's the, that's, the piece of leadership that I really want to kind of expose, like, hey, what's, what's real leadership? What's real influence right. yeah. in this podcast? Like, how do we, how do we get to some understanding what that is? Because I think most of the people that I'm going to talk to have that, have that desire in them. You know, they're, yeah, they're yeah. in some type of leadership role or they, right. they want to get there. I think it's so easy to um, be a leader nowadays. Like if you have a, a social media platform and then you just start influencing it's, it's easier to be like an influencer um and then like be a leader and then you just start talking about what what you're passionate about and stuff like that but then it's really hard to like what bible says like and deny yourself hmm. you know and yeah follow me <laughs> you know like that's the hard part um and so if you want to be like a leader like jesus was that's really tough. Yeah. yeah, you have to put the work in, and you don't do it to justify your existence, or you don't do it to be like, "Oh, I got to do something right." It's just like, literally, like you said, following this example, like not to go to heaven, but you know, it's just why do you do it? You know, yeah. just because you love them. You know, so yeah, yeah. So, so take that, like those ideas, and and. And tell me about your business. You know, you have, tell me the name and what you, what you do and the space you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that's, you know, I want to get into that. That's the, you know, other like leadership other, stuff. Yeah. The faith yeah. is important. I don't want to diminish that, but yeah, yeah. Like, it's fun to talk about this stuff with you. And I know you know a lot about it. So I just want to like glean some things. from. You. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so um, when I met my host family, um, you know, they, kind of always helped me with things and um financially and everything um spiritually too um so i when i graduated i had this vision to like start a media company you know um so i wanted to do my opt um and what a better place to do What's it OPT? opt is um optional practical training after you finish your college it give you a year to work and so I really, so then I convinced them to, um, and it has to be related to your major of field of study. So um, mine was video production, and I convinced my host family to start this business um, where I could do my OPT and then kind of help them, you know, off the ground and uh, stuff like that. So we got to do that, and um, and basically we we provide video services and photo services What's locally. Um, Big Lake Studio, Big Lake Studio. Yeah. And what 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 made you interested in video and doing stuff like that professionally? Yeah. Um. So, I like I said, I you know, photography was kind of my initial passion, but then um, <laughs> the school I went to didn't have photography a major, so I was like, okay, I'll, I I don't know anything about video, but I'll do it, you know. But then when I got into it, I just realized how fun it is to you know, handle gears and whatnot. So I was like, man, this is it. This is, this is the life I want, you know? So, um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm more like, so there are people that, that are, uh, just, you know, into the art of storytelling. That's what they're there for. And they don't know the technical stuff of a camera and all that stuff, but all they care about is story, which is awesome. I can't do that, <laughs> but, um, I'm on the other side, like 
technical side, I fell in love with that and the gears and all that stuff. So, um, and then when when we were thinking about this opportunity to to build this business, um, we had to buy gears. I was like, no way, you know. It's like so we had a budget to work with, and I was I I just had I had a blast, you know, yeah. getting all the gears and line them up and um, setting them up and things like that. That's so, so great. And what yeah. what like what are you seeing coming down the pike and with in the media space? You know, yeah. I'm I'm obsessed with this stuff. It's why I started the media company. It's why I like doing podcasting. You know, I think all this stuff is growing. Content creation is going through the roof. The demand for it's going through the roof. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting people asking me all the time now, like, what what's coming? What do we do? How do we make you? How do we make use? People are on their phones all the time. How do we get in front of the people on their phones? Yeah, so yeah. Like, what do you what do you think about all that? Like, what what's coming down the pike? I think um, when I think about uh, video production um, in my field of work is like using what's out there available and u- utilizing it. Like, um, you know, a, a person that's not a believer or whatever um, is so good at mastering these skills and then they turn around and use it for the wrong reason, right? So, but then we have a greater calling. We, as Christians, we have a good responsibility and, um, and, it is, I think, for Christians, um, it's important that we learn the same things that the non-Christians are, you know, learning, mastering. I think we we hone in our skills to use it for a better reason than to just use it for whatever cause, right? So, um, so that's that that's kind of the philosophy I go after. Is like, um, I want to be just as good as. Um, I don't know, guy from Hollywood or whatever, right? Like, oh, I want to set the standards just as high. You know, there's always been that. Um, it's like Christian films are cheesy, but then the Hollywood not anymore is good. though. Not really? anymore. Yeah, like They're Angel getting Studios so better. Yes, a- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it used to be that. I keep that, posting. Yeah, I think people are kind of tired of hearing my <laughs> my my stance. I still need Angel to see. Studios. I still need to see that movie, I, and yeah. I've heard it's heavy. That's it's, why I'm like yeah, hesitant to go. I have three young daughters. So yeah, like, it's like I don't want. I don't know that I want to watch Sound of Freedom, but yeah. I've I've got to also it's right. a, you know it's I think you need to yeah game changer um so like you know but I I I want to get in that bandwagon of like doing things to the best of just because we're Christian doesn't mean we have to do a bad job you know what I mean yeah yeah it's like you, you have to like get just as good as and yeah. so if that means using better technology or learning things and uh, incorporating that in your workflow then so be it so yeah. yeah. You know, I just met with a church this morning about this, and I talked to you a little right. bit about it. But yeah, yeah, I, I I made the case that you all need to be in front of people. Like, they're you're not changing the fact that people are on their phones all the time. You may be able to right. make like on individuals who are like have some addiction or have some problem with it. You may be able to get you may be able to get them move the needle a little bit on how mm-hmm. much they how much time they spend on their phone. But the reality is that people are on their phones all the time. Everybody. The, right, like, right. I was yeah. having this meeting, and and there are several people in this meeting. And some of them were on the phone in the meeting. So, yeah. and I don't have any problem with that. I'm just saying, like, if you want to battle these things, you have to battle it in front of people. You have to Absolutely. create the content. You have to be where people go, as opposed to right. them going to the bad content. You've got to create the good content they need to see because mm-hmm. they're not. You're not changing whether or not they get on. They're on their phones or not. Right, for right. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah, nine, that's eight, the norm right hours. now. Yeah, like, yeah. You've got to get in front of people, and the only way you can yeah. do that is you create the content. And these guys, 
they're good at what they do. They're phenomenal. You know, they have great content. They're doing a sermon every week. Like, you know, right, yeah. use a sermon, make use of it better. Use social media, mm -hmm. like turn it, repurpose it into short form content and get in front of people. Yeah. Because what you are talking about, people need to hear about. And, and the greatest thing about um, like working in that field is that people are always like struggling to get content out there. Like, Hey, what's the new idea? What what's going to be popular? What can I talk about? Blah blah blah. But then you got a weekly sermon that's just coming out the pipeline, and then all you got to do is you know cut them up and then distribute them. You mm -hmm. know that's like you already got the content. I just got to film and distribute. So it's like really a cool opportunity for them. Yeah, yeah. Let's just use, just use it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't fight it. Mm -hmm. I mean, fight it where it's needed individually. Right, exactly. Yeah. But on a grand scheme, you're not going to control the no. culture that's moving just to be dialed into their phone nonstop. Right. Yeah. Like I am. Yeah. Um, like be in it, mm -hmm. lean into it a little bit and figure out how to, how are you the solution in that space? Yeah. And I think people are doing a better job now. I um, think so too. I think they're yeah. recognizing it. it's a lot easier. There's so many right. tools like even AI. We were exactly. talking about this earlier, yeah, yeah. like the, the ability to use AI to repurpose content. Yeah. And to make like we're, I mean, these these will take away jobs because mm -hmm. they they will um, reduce the amount of time it takes to edit video or to create new videos or splice up videos, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But the people that are using them are going to create real opportunities mm -hmm. um, to create like me, like us. We're going to try to use it to create this media business. Right. Yeah. And but there's there's a huge market of people out there like, hey, help us figure out how to right, do yeah, this. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Help us. Help us. I just. Um, Talking about AI, I just did a wedding um, editing, photo editing with AI. Blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, um, it took me like a um, total of 30 minutes um, to actual working time. Like, you know, if you get rid of all the wedding and stuff. Um, just, so you use like Adobe, like Adobe's uh, Firefly or whatever? Yeah, Lightroom. Lightroom. And um, I just send them the catalog, my catalog, and then I tell them how um, they want it you know what the preset is or whatever and then um the ai learns it um you have to upload a certain number of image to the ai system and then it learns your editing style so you take and the it, old stuff exactly and you're like hey and then you tell it, it like yeah this. exactly make it like this uh, and um and then it does that's it. incredible it's it's crazy it took me like 30 minutes and then all of my pictures are just as good as my previous ones that's amazing and i was like wow you know, so how much time does that save you? Like how much? Is that, how, so it took you thirty minutes. But yeah, a wedding, a typical wedding in the past. I mean, it takes video. me a week or and a half, or even how many hours total? Um, oh, I don't know. I, I haven't really kind of kept track of that. Dozens, um, dozens of hours to go through one. Plenty of hours. Yeah, you, because you have to go through every picture, and then um, you have to edit one every picture. So you know, each, each picture for me takes about like thirty six, thirty or forty seconds. Um, and then um, I usually take about 2,000 picture of wedding. So that's a lot of photos to go through. Um, so by the time I'm done, it's like, first, I'm really exhausted mentally. It's like looking at pictures all the time. And then the colors that I have to deal with, I'm like tired. I mean, if you do 2,000 photos, they yeah. take you at best 30 seconds per photo. You're talking about 1,000 minutes, right. which, whatever that is. That's, I don't know. That's 15, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how many hours that is. So yeah. like 17 so, hours, something like that? Something like that. Just um, for editing. Yeah. Yes. and yeah, But then now it's over time, you know, by the time you take a break and all that, it's like in, yeah. you're in yeah, the way couple, weeks yeah, and days. stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's done. Now I just got to, you know, I obviously have to proof it, proofing it a lot more easier. 
than uh, going through all the pictures and editing it. That's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I completely don't trust it. I'm not like, why just send <laughs> you it still to have my, to, yeah, yeah, you don't just like get the, the file and you're control. like, hey, you got it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the, their fingers aren't weird. Exactly. And yeah, like <laughs> like, with hands. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's uh, really bad at generative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not quite that good. But um, There's some of it's crazy. You know, Jason, our buddy. Right. Um, he's designing a magazine for, for some clients. And he was, you know, he'll get these little headshots that have just like a box. Right, and he needs a bigger picture. So now he's using Adobe to and fill he's in the, the generative box, yes. AI. Yes, he's filling in the space, mm -hmm. and it's giving him a background that makes a ton of sense. Uh, it, it's incredible, it's man. It's yeah. like it's terrifying, but it's incredible. It is good. Yeah, and I've heard this quote that like AI is not going to take your job, but somebody using AI is going to take your job, mm -hmm. and that's I think that's what I subscribe to at this point. Right. Yeah. Um. Even though it's there's also some terrifying things AI is doing that I just try to not think about at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's definitely scary to think about, but I feel like if you don't get on it, you're just losing, missing out on opportunities. Yeah. Man. What else in the media space that, like, do you think is, is just a big deal that you see coming down the, the road or that you're seeing in your own business that's worth knowing about? So when people see the business side of this podcast and they're like, hey, Travis yeah, yeah. isn't just a sounding gong but here's like <laughs> like content creation and media and video like yeah yeah these are the things coming from an actual guy that's doing the video stuff yeah i think um when it comes to that stuff um you know um i think i've you know i've talked about uh ar stage and stuff like that um but um all of the big tech now um we've been in the period of like only Hollywood can use it. Now they're getting into the hands of just regular people. Like, and I think main cause is iPhone, you know? So like, um, you can set up your, obviously need a lot of iPhones to do this, but you can set up your iPhones, um, in a way to where like you can make a 3D model out of yourself. You know, it's like before you couldn't do that. You know, what I'm trying to say is it's very accessible. Um, all these high tech uh, things, and um, I am looking forward to just using those and learning how to use them, and then using them in 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 my uh, workflow. So um, I still need to do some research, but um, just kind of thinking about them just makes me so excited. Yeah. So what yeah. what um what would you recommend to somebody who's like doesn't know what they're doing, but they're kind of kind of excited about new media opportunities? Like where, where would they start or what recommendation would you say to like, Hey, here's, yeah. here's a good place to learn more, or this is what you should be doing as a professional. Like what path should you be taking? Yeah. Um, I think so. It's really easy to learn anything nowadays, especially because of YouTube and, and the YouTube model of business is crazy. And, um, I used to be a skeptic of, um, online course sellers. Um, because I, I was like, uh, man, it's just a waste of money. But then until I bought some scores um, out of those um, YouTube sellers and whatnot, um, I think there's definitely value to it. Um, and it is, it's okay for them to sell. You know what I mean? Like they, they definitely invested their time to learn some things. So um, I think it's, most of my knowledge comes from, even though I went to school for video production, uh, most of my knowledge comes from attending workshops and following these, you know, YouTube people that do these jobs full time and they're in the big places like Hollywood and stuff like that. And they teach you 
and if even if they sell a course out of it, it's still worth it to buy that stuff and learn it. And um, I've definitely learned a lot of stuff through that. So yeah. I'd say I'd encourage people to just go hop on there and um, uh, get some. But you have to be careful. Like if they're not providing any valuable information online, they just want to sell you stuff. I don't think it's worth yeah, it. That's you know, scammy. it's like it's very scammy. Yeah. Uh, it's so you have to be careful. But at the same time, uh, I think it's worth that risk or investment yeah. putting that money in to learn a lot of stuff. YouTube's amazing, man. I, yeah. Like a lot of this room is because of YouTube. These sound right. panels, we built, me and my buddy built these. No way. And uh, well, I mean, he built the frame because yeah, yeah. I'm not handy. But I did I did the uh, the fabric, which you can kind of tell it's a, it's a little bit crabby. Like I, I couldn't cut it right on the, the back side. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't point it out. Don't point it out where you can see it. Um, but you know, the insulation's in there and I, I stapled them to the board and, and all that, like in, right, in right. this setup, like this is all just conglomerated around it. Um, but a, a lot of it is YouTube yeah. stuff that just yeah, absolutely. pumped up for like people, say, I mean, people that I trust. Great start. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube's amazing. Like the, yeah. the, the stuff you can get from YouTube, the, the training, the learning, the, mm -hmm. I just geek out about technology too. So yeah, I don't know if you follow this guy, MK. Uh, Marcus Brownie, yeah. yeah. How do you say Marquez that? Brownley? Brownley, yeah. Brownley, Brown. I, I don't know his Mar name. Um, I don't know. MK MKBHD. MKBHD. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I subscribe Love to that him. Guy. He um he gets his hands on all kinds of technology. I know. Uh, so I'm like, now I'm his really studio. Have you seen? Have you yeah. have seen any walkthroughs of his studio? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It is so big. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> And it is so cool. He's such an overkill, but again, like, but he's I not love that. Like, it, you know, you he, know, he's it's like Mr. Beast. So like, yeah, exactly. these guys are creating the best of the best content. Exactly. You know, yeah, and yeah. people want to watch it because I, you know, every time a new iPhone comes out or new technology, mm -hmm. like, I want to know what MKBHD has to say. Right. About right. It. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I I just love this video. Like, it's not just he doesn't stop with iPhones. He goes crazy man he goes way beyond yeah he does the so, google stuff yeah you can have all the non-iphone stuff I'm, I'm right just like all in on the mac and yeah you know i wish i could be like the unboxing guy that could just talk about that that's, that's just so yeah, in the wish, weeds yeah, i'm like yeah. what is a google pixel phone <laughs> like and i'm like i don't care i don't like, know you know i just want to i just want to talk to people that are having having big impacts on the world absolutely doing interesting yeah, yeah. stuff or have been through interesting stories like yourself right where like i would love to do an unboxing but i don't have you know, they, they put a booth, they put like a white box or whatever they call the box booth uh -huh. where it's like, they have just a booth they built in their space. Mm -hmm. And, the, and then they got, put the phone in and there. And they have a robot, like a $500,000 robot. No way. That, that they can do. And this is the, the last video that I saw of his, he talked about, they did a tour of his right, studio right. and they were asking him questions and he did the, he talked about the robot and he said, you know, we, the reason why we spend so much money on our facility is because we're creating these videos like no one else can. Nobody knows how to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Like I he agree. has a robot arm and it shifts mm -hmm. and like stops. And he's like, nobody else can get those angles. Right. Because we put a camera on ours and we shift it around a product. Yes. And it gets all these cool angles. It looks sweet, you know, with my voice overlaid on like a review of the stuff. Nobody else is doing this because they no. can't afford a, you know, a quarter million or half a million dollar <laughs> yeah, uh, robot. Absolutely. Yeah. It was really cool. But to then watch. the production quality just goes. Yeah. I, that's, that's the thing I was talking to you about. Yeah. It's just like using those different technologies just raises yeah. your standards. So you need to do the unboxing stuff. You know, I'll do interviews <laughs> with people and then there like, you go. let's like geek out yeah. together. I'll be around to watch. 
but you become like the 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 yeah, MK, I, I MK wish PhD. I was knowledgeable or, or did spend more time like on the tech stuff, but um maybe I, we have to hire an expert to do that. Yeah. Well, you're talking about this like screen, it's not even a green screen, but like these LED screens. Yeah, yeah, the LED like, screen backgrounds. The backgrounds is yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Um it's a recently a new development, but they like that's how the Star Wars series are filmed. I mean, it's it's all happening in a warehouse. One warehouse. I mean, they set it up for different scenes, but it's crazy. They're um, they're making way too much Star Wars stuff now. Yeah, like, I, I know. Think they're they're yeah, finally they like, hey, we need to out. shut it yeah. down now. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they're ruining Star Wars because there's no <laughs> mystique <laughs> so anymore. They're stories. answering all the questions. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, well, like, they've kind of you know went out every possible ways yeah. to create a story out of it. Yeah, the first one they made when they came back was excellent. The first I one, see. What's like that? What was 2017, that? whatever it was. The I don't, I don't remember the mm. name of it. You know, when there was some mystery around. Was it The Force Awakens? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the second one, they got weird with Luke Skywalker. And they they had different producers for everyone. So you're like, each has a different vision. Well, anymore, it's just like great big business and whatever makes the most money. I mean, yeah, that's for sure because we've spent money. We have all these Star Wars products. I have Star Wars Legos out the wazoo because I love Star Wars. I grew up with Star Wars. Yeah, Disney's Disney's got it made. They don't have their Well, they've also, they're like, they're like also struggling right now because they, they you know, there's all kinds of political, political pieces stuff, to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it also feels like they're, they're doing the wrong things. Like they're going crazy with Marvel. They're going crazy with star Wars. They're right, ruining yeah. those franchises. So they're running them into the ground. It feels like, yeah, yeah. Um, they are, you know, getting way too political. And so you're, you're seeing Disney struggle. They're, you know, ESPN think it'd be the good time media, to buy stocks, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. May, maybe, you know, they're really far down because all their media, products right yeah, are yeah. all woke and they're all you know all of their media personalities are these people that want to have a political say when people Absolutely. just want like espn you just like i, I, grew up with ESPN. I just want to watch sports. i mean in entertainment entertainment yeah, yeah. give yeah. me highlights yeah. give me highlights i want to yeah. see highlights i don't want to see your opinion on politics today. absolutely yeah um yeah and i i just think you know they're they're no i agree with you yeah uh we went to the disney world um recently and um i witnessed all of it yeah but I mean, they've got it set up to where like they're making money left and right. They could, um, but um, it's definitely woke. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. crazy. It's, it is. Yeah. Well, Amos, man, this is super fun. Yeah, I thanks love for joining me. This. We'll see what yeah. we do with this. Like, we, I'm, I'm gonna release this stuff here really soon, and and I look Uh-oh. forward to, to <laughs> dropping this stuff and um and partnering together on the video stuff. I'm making I need your yes. help. Yeah, <laughs> some of these contracts we have coming up. So yes, I look absolutely. To it. Our yeah. brother. Thanks, Thank man. you.